That was a very sentimental moment. I feel like I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I was going to cry earlier. I ain't going to lie. Don't <laughs> say that because now you got to make me cry for real. <laughs> Hey y'all, welcome back to Carpet Time Confessions. I'm Deja. And I'm Tyler. Go ahead. You look exhausted already. Let let's just let's just start. Roses, thorns, jump right on into it. I honestly like I don't even know. Like <laughs> it's just the rose is the rose the thorn? Is the thorn the rose? I don't know. Maybe the thorn a thousand percent is going back to work. One hundred thousand percent. The thorn is going back to work. Tell the people how long you've been back at work. It's day three. Okay, today was the first day where I had students, but I've been there since. Um, it's been it's day three. Yeah, but I just feel like we shouldn't have to work as a people. Who asked for this? I don't know. I didn't ask for it. Exactly. It wasn't. Like, I'm just feeling like I should not have to work to survive. Like, this is not cute. Agreed. My rose, I guess, like, if I want to be sentimental or whatever, I guess it's seeing the kids again. Not I guess. I guess. (laughs) Only pro. That's the only pro. It's always the kids, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) It was just a long day. Like (laughs) I saw it. I saw it right away. You look stressed and pressed. On a on a different on a different note, what are your rose and thorn? Um, my I don't know if I have any thorns again. I mean, I don't even know what week this is, but I don't know. But I'm getting tired of it. Get tired of it, sweetie. I'm Get just mad. Ready. Get <laughs> mad. I'm radiating good energy, and that's what's coming back to me. Mm. My, I'll share two roses. One, um, my vacation was a lot of fun. I had such a great time. It was exactly what I needed. And I feel like it was the perfect way to also wrap up the summer because... Where did we go? Well, we went to New Orleans, but that wasn't like the trip that it was supposed to be. So it wasn't. It <laughs> and wasn't. Then, where did we go before that? Oh, and then you came to Austin and we met you there. But other yeah. than that, I don't think I really went anywhere this summer. Did oh, I? I guess not. You didn't go home. You didn't go home? I, you weren't home when I was home. Mm-mm. I think, well, no, I didn't go home this summer, but remember I had went double for like prom oh, right, and graduation right. and stuff. So that right, was right. Um, so yeah, that was the first rose. And I did something that I never thought I would do. Shout out to my best friend, Deja, for being so adventurous all the time. Because if she would have never said I wanted to go snorkeling or she wanted to go snorkeling, mm-hmm. I would have never went snorkeling. And it was so fun. Like, I can't believe that I did it, but I was so, so happy. That was definitely the rose of the trip. Well, I am glad that you had such a good time. It looked like you had a good time. You were truly glowing. Thanks, girl. That was great. And my other rose, which is the bigger rose, is I got a job right before I went out of town. And... I can't even put into words how excited I am. Like, it's so interesting to think about 
The organization that I'll be working for is an educational nonprofit. And once upon a time, like, I cannot remember if it was right before COVID. It had to be right before COVID because we haven't had like PDs, but I don't know if it was right before COVID or like the year before COVID happened. But this company came and they did a training at our school and I was really like interested in it. And I typed like a little sticky note, you know, a little sticky note on our computer. Mm -hmm. I just wrote the name of the company so that I could like look it up more later. And once I did, I was really interested still. And I was like, I want to like work for them one day. And here we are two and a half, three years later. And now I'm working for them and I'm just so happy. So, yes, I cannot wait. My first day is tomorrow. So next week I will have to give an update about how the first week went. Yeah, I am so excited for you and I'm so happy that this happened for you. Truly love to see it. Thank you so much. It's been a time, but I'm glad the time has come to an end. So, yeah. And no thorn. So maybe, maybe next week. Maybe not. I guess I should say I hope not, but I kind of <laughs> hope it's a thorn. Like, come on now. You know, it could have been that you stubbed your toe, bro. Like, okay, I can give you a thorn. It's very minor, but I, well, we went and got pedicures before we went out of town. Yeah. And I always get gel pedicures. And so mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with my sister before we left. We were talking about how expensive it is to get your toes done nowadays when you want a gel pedicure. Mm-hmm. Like, times have changed. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not going in the good direction. Um, so we were talking about how you pay all this money. And she was like, and what if you're a polished chip? And I was like, my gel polish never chips when I'm on vacation. Like, I got in the pool all summer. Why am I Mr. Polish on four of my toenails? Four of them? Four. I was mm-hmm. like... Okay, so that is a that is a thorn because every time I look at my toes, I'm a little upset now, and now I'm about to have to go back. But whatever, they did too dirty, bro. I paid good money for this gel pedicure. <laughs> <laughs> like this is it's not that regular, regular. So yeah, that's annoying, but you know, life moves on. Okay, well, thank you for that. Um, do you have anything for us in the way of news? An article, if you will. This week, I pulled an article that I thought would be really fun for you as the TV guru. For me. Yes. So it it comes from Education Week. And the title of the article is, Can a TV show really help kids develop reading skills? What a new study says. Okay. Mm -hmm. Before I even read the article or talk about it, what do you think about just give us your opinions on like educational shows for children. What do you think about them? Did you watch them when you were a kid? Did you not? Well, it depends on what we call an educational show. Like, was the big comfy couch teaching me anything? <sighs> was the big comfy couch teaching you anything? Well, it was Probably. a clock. It was yeah. a clock. She was doing them clock stretches. Yeah, she was, was teaching you something. We can get. We can give the big comfy couch that. Like, um, I was, I was, I was really walking around the big comfy couch. Now, I know that between the lions was definitely supposed to teach me something. Okay, but that was boring. <laughs> wow, because the shows that they mentioned in the article are Sesame Street and Between the Lions Ooh. and The Electric Company. 
So I was going to give you those as a reference point, but (laughs) you are not messing with Between the Lines. Okay, like, to be honest, I don't remember anything about Between the Lines except that the lions weren't really given cute. Like, weren't they, like, puppety? Like, yeah, I'm I'm right behind you. I did not mess with Between the Lions (laughs) like that. I'm 100% standing behind that. I ain't really like that. But it was a little weird. I feel like though, now the electric company I also don't really have any recollection of. Me either. But when you said it, it made me think of Cybertrace. And now Cybertrace was a lot of fun. But I also feel like there were like math skills embedded in Cyberchase. You never watched Cyberchase on PBS Kids? I'm not sure. Let me let me do a quick search. Maybe I was I was I was in the missions, okay? I I was right there with them trying to trying to get to it and it was like something it was like computer science so like that makes a lot of sense for me and my like personal interests and like yeah it does oh i remember this okay yeah yeah um i I feel like there were like some things i learned in there but i don't think that i was picking up key concepts um uh, from tv shows as a kid for real i was picking up more so like uh interactions i would say maybe like social dynamics Especially because like I was an only child and it's like, well, I guess that's what people do. <laughs> yeah, you know, y'all only children definitely need that. Um, okay. Not too much. Just enough though. Not too much, <laughs> but that was just enough. And we just gonna move past it. Mm. So what the article is kind of talking about is how we can work to build informational literacy for children through shows like this. So it says, now a study finds that educational television can teach young children more complex reading skills too. Skills that could help them, that could help set them up, excuse me, for greater success in a school setting. So they're talking about, they did this with a group of first graders and Mm -hmm. they had them watch the TV show, which is named Molly of Denali. Okay. Have you heard of that? It's a program Mm -hmm. on PBS. No, I've not heard of it. I also have zero children and have not been a child in a while. Yeah, I've never heard of this either. But it, it says inclusive. <laughs> right? That's what I said when I said I'm like, okay, Molly of Denali. It says the particular show studied in the paper, a program on PBS called Molly of Denali, was designed to teach children how to understand and use these kinds of informational texts. And so Once they were able to have the kids watch the show, the study ended up finding that the first graders who were assigned to watch the show and play related digital games were better able to use informational text to answer questions and solve what researchers called real world problems than the students that were in the control group. Mm. What do you feel about that? I think that's really interesting, but I also do think that television can be a tool to teach you many different things, right? Like, Mm -hmm. as I was picking up, like, social cues, like, I definitely think that it's useful for social-emotional learning, and obviously, we can embed other things within there as well, so I fully believe that um, television could be a way to kind of improve, like, literacy and stuff. Yes, and then um, another part later in the article when it was talking about why the focus is on informational text is kind of talking about the skills that children have to 
or that they use to read and understand informational text versus fiction and how curriculum today is Mm -hmm. putting a lot more emphasis on informational text and really trying to like get students to be able to understand them and everything that we kind of talked about, you know, a couple of weeks ago with the science of teaching reading coming out to really say that kids learn to read and understand text better when they have some sort of background knowledge, you know, about the subject and things like that. So I was very interested to um, see this. And I think that there is a very thin line. Like, you know, there's programs that really do teach kids. And then there's some that's like, you might be teaching them, but like, let's really monitor if this is right. Yeah. So I think you just have to really pay attention to that. But with the research that they've done behind this show specifically, I think I'm going to give Molly of Denali a try. I'm going to see what maybe, you know, Okay, Molly of Denali. What she got going for her. And I might suggest it to my cousin to play for my baby cousin. And so, yeah, I think that this can be really cool. And I think it's also important to give kids exposure to informational text because I know growing up as a kid, I never wanted to read an informational text. I thought it was boring. I never liked the ones that my teachers picked. I'm like, I don't want to read about this white person again i don't want to read about this like field of corn that's being like can we pick something interesting why am i reading about how machines are made Nah, like you said field of corn and like (laughs) something visceral just reacted within me like oh my god i don't even remember what those things were called but like you would have to like go and they were different levels and they were little they were little short readings but you would have to like pick one that like associated with your level. Like, okay, I'm level five. Let me go pick one of these little readings. And you have to mm-hmm. read it and answer a bunch of questions. Yeah. You like remember that experience too. Mm-hmm. That was the- like programs. Well, ours was on a computer. Nah, we had like physical. Te- it's like we would go and there was like. Bins. Um, kind of like. Yeah, it was just like organized and like you would literally pick up a physical like written work. Was it in your like classroom library? Yeah, it was just like in my classroom. Okay. And then we would have to like read them and then answer these questions. And they were, as you would say, informational text. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it was some agricultural or like something animal related. Oh, and I, sim- I, could, I literally couldn't force myself to care. And I'm like, why I can't? And, I, and then I'd be mad. I'm like, yo, why can't I read? Like, this is petty. Because I would be <laughs> mad that I would have to read the higher level. I'm like, nah, <laughs> theirs looks fun. Okay. I want to be level one. Hello? You're asking them to look at the pictures and tell you a story. Put me there. Put me there. I want to be where the people are. <laughs> don't don't have me doing um tell me what sound this word starts with no i want to just tell you a story like i just want to flip the pages and go through a picture walk with you that's it i just no like it would it was upsetting and also when you said corn i obviously thought about the the tiktok tiktok corn kid adorable love Love him any last thoughts on the article before we get wrapped wrap it up not really. Um, I just do think that television can really be a powerful tool when used correctly or implemented correctly. And um, it could be a very useful media um, in the classroom. Absolutely. And I think the last thing that they were talking about, I don't remember if I said this, was the potential to teach kids like educational, like media literacy from a young age and being able to like really understand um, 
how they can develop different skills through things like TV shows and games and apps just because Mm -hmm. they use them so much today. Um, So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And you're the TV guru, so why not? (laughs) Do I love to hear it. Wow, okay. That was really interesting. All right. You ready for Word Association? Yes, it is time for another round of Word Association. (laughs) That sounded like it was on a flat. (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> my horn it, it got honked a little too much that was your horn today after your work day <laughs> like Maybe my just horn, drained my horn was uh, <laughs> that was it I couldn't have even gotten the, <laughs> the rest of the syllables that was so weak alright do you want to go first you want me to go first um uh, you can you can read your words first Alrighty. are you ready um i think so <laughs> and i just realized all of these start with an s interesting it's all right like all my friends names <laughs> <laughs> literally okay schedules no <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay <sighs> You ready for number two? No. Okay. Snack. Good. Spooky. Season. Sincere. Apology. Shady. Boots. (laughs) Okay, that's it. That first one really took me out. It's just like... No. (laughs) No. Okay, Beyonce. There's trauma behind that. That's all y'all need to know. Trauma behind schedules. Look, okay. Are you ready? Stars. Align. Fresh. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Bones. Taylor. (laughs) Champion. Kids. And the last word is self. Love. Okay. So this week, we are not going to be joined by a guest. We will be chatting it up, talking about what our problems are. What are the problems that prevent us from being our best selves in the workplace? All right. Because there are a few, okay? And between us, the group chats that we're in together with my sister, both of them, (laughs) one of them individually, the friend groups we are a part of, we're always talking about and that's your damn problem it's always somebody always got a problem so i thought it would be fun for us to figure out what are the problems in our work lives that prevent us from being great what's your first one all right well my first problem is that i procrastinate like (laughs) in the worst way possible like it's actually ridiculous Like, why was I at work making the welcome back to class PowerPoint at 8.05 when the class started at 8.35 this morning? I don't even know what to say because that that is your problem. I'm glad glad you led with that. I'm glad you led with that because you've honestly done it. I don't even know how long we've known each other at this point, <laughs> but you've been doing it since I've known you. And that is really your damn problem. I just have, I, I, it's like, I am that frustrating character on the TV show that refuses to learn a lesson. Yep. It's me. It's me. I, I, and I get it. I'm mad at me too. Like I'm mad at them. <laughs> I'm mad at me. It's just still not clicking. 
We just got to keep working towards it, sweetie. We'll get there. I don't know if I've taken a single step in the right direction. (laughs) That's not good. I know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well. What's your problem? Well. (laughs) Okay. What's your first problem? The first one on the list. This is, I didn't put them in a specific order. I mean, mine aren't either. Mine is also written (laughs) on a post-it note and a note in my phone because... Places. I got I got many Ideas. problems. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the first problem that I put on here is I want to run the show, but I don't want to be an administrator. Mm-hmm. No desire. But let right. me tell you. Let me tell you, though. Mm-hmm. I got the ideas. Okay? I know you do. Like, mm-hmm. just come to me and ask me. I promise I could tell y'all how to do all of this. If you just, just let me in. Yeah. I don't need to be the administrator. Just just let me help you. You know, I think about a lot of stuff very like thoroughly. I feel like a lot of the times the administrators, I don't know if it's just, well, some of them, I can't say all of them because maybe some of them have never been in a classroom before, or maybe you haven't been, or you haven't taught in the grades or the content area that you're like the administrator over. So I don't know what it can usually is, which the bigger issue is, but something just always is not clicking. Like, it's just one plus one is not two here. It's not. It'd be 75. And some stuff is just like, this makes sense to everybody else. If you survey all the teachers, mm-hmm. all the staff, everybody else in here, mm-hmm. if you would have just asked, we would have gave you an opinion that like could have got us here faster. And I know the administrators got a lot going on. Right, I get a lot. It. A lot on their plates. A lot. Yes. Y'all putting out fires. I know some of the fires I have to get put out as an administrator. Just some. And baby, I'm not putting out fires. I'm firing. That would have been me. That's why I'm not an administrator because I just can't. Like, there are certain things, no, but I feel like my ideas are good. So, like, take note, please. All right. I get it. I get it. I understand. All right. What you got next? Well, I'm going to say my next problem is that organization is not a strong suit of mine. Oof, oof, oof. Um, and hence the fact that I just said I got problems with it on a post-it note and yeah. in a notes app in my phone. Prize is not one on your hand or something. Well, nah. <laughs> post-it note in the palm of your hand while one sitting over there while your journal laying on the floor. Okay, so journal, well, the little book of ideas is on the floor mm-hmm. uh, open. The There is one post-it note in front of me that has words from podcast multiple episodes ago um and then another post note with the words from today and then on top of that is my phone open with the notes app uh <laughs> and this this right here everybody listen closely this is where we could not get any more separate on this scale of organization <laughs> because when i tell you she stresses me out it stresses me out how unorganized you are. Again, again, I am the character that everybody is like, please learn a lesson for once in your life. And it's just not clicking. My lack of organization, I think it stresses literally everybody out. It stresses me it out does. sometimes. I mean, I did just lose my phone underneath a pile of napkins on top of the open notebook that was on the floor. Sometimes it stresses you out. No, it stresses you out often. You just repeat the cycle. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just like 
I simply don't even know where to begin. I don't even know what the first step to take is. Like, I always thought the first step was admittance, but <laughs> it, it is. I've never made it to step two then. What's step two? How we need to get you into something, someone, we need some assistance. That's all I'm hearing. It's Therapy just like, will get you there. And it's going to make me stop using 75 post notes and multiple journals scattered around the floor. Hopefully, plus that and a lot of prayer, we can get you. <laughs> we can get you there. You know, Don't worry, no worries. It's just, you know, uh, different strokes for different folks. You know, okay. my mind doesn't work in an organized matter either. But I feel like I feel like my mind doesn't always work in an organized manner either. You know how that is correct. Exactly. But I organize the things that come to it. That's yeah, that's the that, difference. That's probably the Virgo rising though. Like that's it's probably what that is. Definitely the Virgo rising because the Virgo be rising. Like and I real bad. That, real so bad. The Virgo has never risen within me. Real bad. Um but I'm working through it. The go with the flow is she You're trying. Right You're learning. Right. Yeah. Okay. Progress. Progress. You, on the other hand, I'm no. not going to do too much, but just enough. You don't got to do too much. <laughs> <laughs> just enough. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, dude. You. I don't think you really want to fix this, though. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's... <laughs> like, the way you're looking at me, it's looking like I know this is a problem, but, like, I'm not going to work towards this one. It's really, like, I know that it's, like, a problem, but also sometimes it's fun to find little nuggets of ideas in random places, like, I don't know, under the couch. And it's like, ooh, that was a good thought. Let me pick that one back up. <laughs> I don't... I don't even know. I don't... <laughs> Love you that for you. Literally have no words, and that's None. okay. What is Mm-mm. your next problem? My next problem is I want to fix every problem right now. Well, why you ain't fixing mine? Uh, I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have tried. Every single issue. As soon as I find out about it, I have to find the solution right now. I am so impatient. <laughs> like. I need everything to in this this problem honestly transfers into my personal life and like every other part mm-hmm. of my life anything like I'm just impatient and I'm working on that the only thing that I have found myself to be patient with is children mm-hmm. that's the only thing anything else I don't have the patience for it I don't have the patience for you especially if you're grown please the fuse is short I don't have time for foolishness and I don't have time for problems either. Let's fix them. Uh, I don't have time for problems. Let's I don't. fix them. <laughs> Name like, <an> episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have time for problems. So let's just wrap it up, figure out how we're going to fix it and on to the next thing. What's yours? Um, My next problem... Here's a here, here's a separate tangential problem. I think all my problems are related. Here's my next problem. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's not the slippery slope. Slip- <laughs> Don't get me started on slippery slope because I was about to make me start thinking about that public speaking class I took and all the oh little fallacies. But that's that esoteric knowledge coming through. <laughs> um, uh, my my other one is that like I hate and like hate is a strong word, but nah, I hate protocols. Oh, oh, let's just tie mine into that. Because the next one, baby, is I don't care about the rules. 
I don't. Like, here's the thing. And, like, these could be related in, like, I can be protocols in, like, multiple ways. So I use it a little bit vaguely. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you were, when you would have, like, meetings and, like, discussion stuff, did you have to do, like, protocols? Like, blank, blank, like, like named protocols? Give me an example. Okay, so, like, in our work meetings, like, we'll use these different protocols, like, the tuning protocol or, like, the consultancy protocol. Mm-hmm. And no, 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 you don't even know. Like, you, like, oh, bro. Like, you, I've like, never heard of those. Like, first off. First of all, we didn't have no meetings, for real. If I'm being honest. <laughs> we were supposed to have staff meetings once a month. We probably had three staff meetings the whole year. Well, these are actually, like, in my department team meetings, we would do these. Chill. No, 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 no to that also. That I really thought that you might know what to sound about. But it's like, also, here's the problem with protocols. Before you can even start the protocol, you have to read it. <laughs> right, because everybody has to understand it, right? You've already lost me when you told me to read the protocol because <laughs> there's no way, like, there's no way that I'm actually getting through it and comprehending it in the amount of time that you gave me, which is two minutes. Right. I need to wrap my mind around the fact that we even have to do this protocol to begin with. And then I'm reading it, and then it's like, you got to assign everybody roles. You got a timekeeper, um, a scribe, a oh, facilitator. Okay. We... In our PLCs, we mm-hmm. did that for like my last year, but that wasn't something that we always did. Like we rotated roles and our teacher specialists would pick before we got there. Mm-hmm. So we would just get there and on the agenda and be like, okay, you're this, this, you're the timekeeper, you're the recorder, you this, you that. Yeah. But no. that was it. We do protocols so often and in those little PD things I was doing right before work. We was doing protocols. Like, we would do, like, three protocols per session. And I was, like, mad. I hate the protocols. And then the other thing that I hate about protocols is that people don't be following the protocol. Like, don't don't tell me that we need to do the protocol and then we not following it. Why did I waste my time reading the rules and regulations of this protocol? That's going to make me even more mad. Now I'm mad. Like, no. Like, it don't work like that. You told me we're doing a protocol, we're doing a protocol. If we're just chatting, we're just chatting. But now I'm mad at the protocol. Also, I'm mad that I'm mad that we're not following the rules because, like, in theory, I don't really believe in the rules, but in practice, I follow all of them. That's very true to who you are as a person. I would agree. Yeah, it's like, I really don't believe in a bunch of this stuff. Like, I don't think that we should have to dress certain ways for certain jobs. Like, I don't think that many of these, like, polite, like, rules and things, I think that that they're absolute nonsense. I think they're ridiculous. And they just seem so controlling and, like, are just, like, forcing people to be compliant. Now, I'm saying that as someone that is fully compliant. Now, (laughs) I'm going to complain, but I'm going to do it. Okay. Because it's just not me. I don't have it in me. I And then I guess that would lead into my side of it, where we differ a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Because I might not do it. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I might not do it. I do not care about the rules when I feel like it contradicts with what feels good to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do something because you want me to. And I know that I don't agree with it. It's not a part of my personal, like, teaching philosophy. No, there are certain things I'm just not going to do. 
okay <laughs> i gotta be a little bit realistic like i do pick and choose the things that i do but like i pick and choose like the tasks that i do right like i i do the ones that i know actually like need to absolutely be done other ones i'm not doing if i if i don't think it makes any sense right yeah um because i know they're not gonna know that i didn't do like certain little things um but like the and big even ones if you do and what I know, but like, I don't, it's just, it's just ingrained. It's this who I am, like Mm-mm. deep to my core, even though in my brain, I don't want to be that person. I don't, I don't want that for me, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I simply can't break the cycle. And the thing about it is I'm not like, I'm not that employee that's like giving you a hard time. No, if I'm not doing what you said, I can give you the exact like reason, thought process. Like I, I'm coming correct when I come. Don't mm-hmm. think I'm just going to be like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, and then it's just over. No, I'm going to explain to you exactly why I have decided to not do it. And then I'm going to take it a step further and tell you what I'm doing instead. I'm prepared. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great. It's all there. So I, after that, I'm just going to wait for you to still try and have the same answer. And then I have to respectfully tell you, well, I'm going to do this because this is what I think is best. So, mm-hmm. No, um, I love that you're coming correct. I'm not coming at all. Um, <laughs> if I'm not doing it, you're not going to know. It's just the simple fact. Like <laughs> you're just you're like probably not going to know. And that is what it is. And that's a whole nother conversation mm-hmm. about me personally I feel like the culture of your school yeah like it's certain things I you tell me I'm, I'm just lost like that's why, why you, this that's why I don't do every single thing because like it it don't always make sense and then like the explanations make even less <laughs> make even less sense so I'm like actually don't lie to me just tell me you don't have a reason but you want us to do it and if it you said that to me I might be more likely to do it honestly it doesn't make sense a lot of the time, but then it's also like there is literally nothing going to happen. Uh-huh. Like, I can't think of one time <laughs> when you were like worried about something or you didn't. I'm not even going to say worried because you're not worried about it because nothing's, <laughs> nothing's going to happen. Like, what? Why? Why would I? Why would I do this unnecessary task? Not like maybe something that I mean, even stuff that people could argue you need to do what I feel like. Mm-hmm. But if everything going fine, stay over there. Put out those fires over there. Y'all have bigger fish to fry. Baby, bigger fish to fry isn't even enough. But also, like, on this topic of rules, like, mm-hmm. it also, like, that that problem extends, like, so far within me because, like, I also just often think about like the human condition and when it comes to rules, because literally you don't need to follow like at a baseline. You literally don't need to follow them. Like you don't need to listen to me. Like there is actually like all of this is made up. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) none of this, nothing is real. Like you don't need to listen to me. Like I want you to listen to me. Yes. I want you to stop talking when I'm talking, but like you actually like don't have to, like there is nothing that requires you to do that and then what like it's so it's really like and it's like I feel bad sometimes thinking that way and just being like if you You don't don't want to do it you literally don't have to but it's like 
you should want to do it and I should want to push you to do it. And it's like, I don't want to push you to do something you really just don't want to do. Like um, That reminds me, you what you just said, one of my previous professors, uh, Dr. Ona, she posted something on her Instagram story today. And it's kind of related to what you said, but it sparked it because it was talking about the phrase classroom management. Mm-hmm. But more so talking about, I'm going to read it to you, but talking about not using the term anymore. And then once I read the quote, I'm about to read it now. You'll probably see why it sparked. It says, mm-hmm. I don't use the term classroom management anymore. Either I have a relationship with that child and they have relationships with the community or they don't. I'm not here to manage anyone. I'm here to support learning and man- and maintain boundaries for a community. And that was... From Miss Fam, it was a like tweet mm-hmm. at Miss Fan Learns, P H A N Learns. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was so interesting when I was like, right when I read it, I started thinking about how a lot of the compliments that I would always get in my classroom was how well my kids like listened mm-hmm. to me and to each other right and how well they all like all of them got along mm-hmm. like we never really had any big problems and I truly believe it's just because we had like such a close relationship that yeah. they wanted to listen to me they you want like I didn't community. have yeah I didn't have to try and demand respect for them or demand their attention like they wanted to give me their attention just right. like I wanted to give them my attention when they were talking to me or showing me something or, you know, whatever it was. And so that reminded me of that too, because even more so at the Mm -hmm. age that you're teaching, if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. But like, if you have a relationship with them, you know how your kids like go right to bat for you. They'll tell the rest of the kids, be quiet. (laughs) You hear her talking, like they do that kind of stuff all the time because that's the community you've built with those kids too. Right. And it's just like... It's so much easier to do when you have a smaller class, right? So, like, last mm-hmm. year, my classes, like, were <laughs> minus that one that I was doing that wasn't mine for real. <laughs> like, the ones that were, like, mine, like, they were small and we were, like, such a community, like, within within those classrooms, right? Like, yeah. maybe one day we accidentally did get off topic and listen to a bunch of country music, whatever. <laughs> we were still learning geometry, right? Okay. And then, like, in that stock class, like... Like, they, like, really got, like, I'm not saying that they became, like, best friends or anything, but, Mm -hmm. like, they were just, like, so comfortable, like, sharing their answers, like, by the end and just being like, okay, this might be wrong, but, you know. Right. And it's those little things, like, a lot of the times they don't feel comfortable to even do that. Kids who don't Mm -hmm. want to share, like, you're at school to literally share learning. Like, this is a learning exchange. I'm sharing my knowledge with y'all, y'all sharing knowledge with each other. Y'all are sharing knowledge with me. Like, we have to share knowledge here. And so it's, I know how I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I honestly was not like the kid to share because I didn't right. feel comfortable in the place that I went to school, in the environment that I was in. I felt like nobody wants to hear what I have to say. These what two other black people maybe that was mm-hmm. in my class maybe five on a good day but like I didn't find that until I got to college for real so to hear that kids are really getting that in your you know class with you 
That makes me happy because I was silent Susie in the back, back. Okay. I was not raising my hand in any class except (laughs) Spanish class. Right. Because you were confident there. Baby, come on. Let's let's talk. It's just like, but like this year right now, like my smallest class is 10 and it is AP stat, which will always be my smallest class because no one is trying to take it. But like my other classes, 28, 29, 32. I feel like I missed one in there. It's probably also 29, right? 28 29 29 32 it's so it's so many kids like it's it's so hard to really fully build a like community with like 32 high school students in a classroom because it takes so much more time than the time you're given like right I'm sure at the high school level you are not given any it, or much time at the beginning of the year to really like build relationships because even at the elementary level they gave us maybe like a week in the beginning and then it got cut down to y'all have three days mm-hmm. these procedures and all of that stuff that they like to call that teaching procedures and you know processes and things like that and then here you are jumping into informational text day four of school they are not listening they don't care nothing about they don't even know me Exactly. And it, and it's like, sure, a bunch of them like know like of me and like right. know who I am. And I have like seen it but because of the way my schedule was last year. I did see a bunch of these kids in different settings and things, mm-hmm. but it's like different now and it's different. And you have to learn the culture of that classroom and like the relationship dynamics that already exist in high school because it is high school and it is a mess. Mm-hmm. And just like trying to like balance like all of those things and also create this culture and create this environment where kids actually want to learn and it's a subject that many people really just don't like like people just don't like math and that truly is an exhausting thing to face every single day like it is exhausting showing up to teach a subject that you know half the kids in the room literally hate and they hated it before they got to me yeah yeah that that is tough because I was definitely one of those kids math was always my least favorite class in high school well Mm -hmm. in all of my educational career I'm not even gonna lie but once (laughs) I got to high school math was like I'm going to cry when I get home and I have to do my homework I'm going to cry when I have to take a quiz and I have to study for it I'm going to cry when I get my grade back from this test like (laughs) it was always my lowest grade and I did not like it but I had one, I really can I feel like I can only say I had one math teacher that like mm-hmm. really, he really stood beside me because <laughs> I was not supposed to pass geometry and Mr. Morano tutored me and he would like stay during his lunch to help me. He started tutoring me like after school when it came, it was like final season. He was like, you need to come see, I need to come see you every day this week until I take that final. Mm-hmm. Like. Shout out to him because, baby, when I tell you, I was about two points oh away goodness. from being real hurt. But, yeah, I I really do love that because so many kids have strife with math. Yeah. And I want to change that narrative. And honestly, once I became a teacher, my relationship with math shifted just a little. I'm not going to say <laughs> I love math. I'm not going to jump that gun but I feel like it's a lot easier to find 
more engaging, engaging ways to incorporate like activities in math. And mm-hmm. that's the part that I liked a lot. I liked being able to create lessons or activities, games, all that kind of stuff that the kids or I thought that they would really enjoy for math. And I'm not going to say it's it's hard in reading, but only I think because it takes a little bit more prep work. Like if you're doing a read a lot or something, like you have to, you know, read the book beforehand and mm-hmm. prep and have questions prepared and things like that. So it's although I love reading and writing, um, it just takes a little bit more effort. But they loved math. Like my kids, mm-hmm. majority of them ended up being like so good in math and they love math I did get them all to love reading a lot more which I was proud of mm-hmm. but they were all like math brains like them babies were smart and I can't wait to grow up and see who uh, engineer who architect like they're gonna stick with it baking like all type like they just love math in all shapes and forms well I so fun. I love hearing that because it really does start from a young age but yeah it's just like once you get to high school and their minds, a lot of their minds are really just like set on what mm-hmm. they like and what they don't like. Yeah. And the amount of times that a kid tells me that they hate math, just <laughs> like to my, just to my face in my class. Just cause. It, it gets a little disheartening sometimes. Like, yeah, I can understand that. Um, I'm sorry. I hate that. <laughs> For you, one of the like biggest, like warm and fuzzies to me was two separate little girls in my class. One who was like a genius. That little girl, I mean, and none of it was my mm-hmm. doing. Like <laughs> I was gifted with this genius child in my class, mm-hmm. and she's just been so bright since she was in kindergarten. She wasn't in my kindergarten class, but she was right next door, and so I got to see her since then. And she wrote me this note at the end of the year and was like, thank you so much for teaching me how to be good at math. And I was like, me? Aww. I taught you how to be good at math? And then I got another note from this little girl who she was like really struggling in math and she was getting extra support in every way from me and it was just very hard for her but she by the end of the year became more confident which made her feel better about Mm -hmm. her relationship with math and she wrote me a note like saying the same thing and I was like wow just to think like I was nervous to teach third grade because it's a tested grade Mm -hmm. and I knew like I need to get these kids prepared in math and then to see how my kids pretty much did better in math and I really changed my outlook on math. And I feel like that affected them positively for their last year with me. So I do love to hear that. I love to hear it. I'm so glad. I also just think like everybody, like I'm not saying it's cool to say you hate math, but I just feel like people say it like it's cool. But like somebody <laughs> say I hate reading. Then no, what? exactly. It's cool to hate math, but it's not cool to be illiterate. What? Not a drag. You no. better go off. You no. better go off. 
No, but it's just like, and then and then it's like the other like teachers but that you that work with. But that was like a personality trait. Like people would say that, like it was a personality trait. Oh, I hate math. It's like, okay, oh, and do you want a cookie? Math. Like, oh, bad at math. Why oh, was that cute? Uh, like that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to figure out. It's like we like as like a society basically just like have this culture. Like yes. it's totally fine to be bad at math and hate math. That's fine. But like, let somebody walk around and say, "Oh yeah, can't read, bro." Then you looking at them cross eyed. Like Look Michelle. at Leah Michelle. <laughs> Everybody's saying she can't read and now everybody looking at her. Child, that's that's the truth. That was that was a a golden nugget right in there, okay? Cuz that was very a great way to compare that. Because when people say that even I won't say that I like love to read. Right. I enjoy reading. Mhm. I have gotten back into like loving to read and spending time reading over the summer and stuff since I've had more time. But when people, and I'm looking at you because you don't read books. And yes, I am people. And I'm not judging you. But like (laughs) when people say that now that I've been reading more that they don't like read or like books, I'm like, but why? It's some out there you like. You do. You do sometimes. You just gotta gotta go find it. You gotta go find it. You do like them. Like I want everybody to find that book that makes you realize I actually do like to read. Like that wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. You're gonna find yours. It's 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 and I I did used to read a lot more when I was younger. I used to read a lot of books. I used to be tearing them Goosebumps books up like <laughs> through and through. No, the way I used to be devouring a Goosebumps book. I used to and then younger younger I used to be eating them Arthur books up like <laughs> well, <I love laughs> give me Arthur more. Books. That was in the burn the Bernstein bears. Well, you know Mandela effect on that one, but mm-hmm. it's like. It's just like if someone says, Oh, I can't do math, no one is like, Well, let's fix that. Right. Like no one is like, Well, let's get you a um equation. <laughs> so I'd be like, I can't read get well, this let's baby go some get you pencil a and paper. <laughs> like and so it's like it's it's like embarrassing, I feel like, to say that you like don't read or like can't read. Mm-hmm. But it's just fine to say that you suck at math. Yeah. <laughs> and that you don't know what eight times seven is. Like it's fine to say that. But you can't pronounce prestidigitation as a problem. I feel you. I do. I hear you. And I understand. And you just got on your math teacher soapbox. And I did. I did. I didn't mean to. Right it just happened. So. It, was, it was needed. And okay. Just enough. Yeah. All right. Just enough. Not too much. Ever too much. All right. That was a long tangent. But do that you have any more? That was a long tangent. It was a good tangent, but a long um, one. Do you have any more? I have one more problem. Okay. I can do one more problem, too. All right. My last problem, I mean, obviously I have many problems, clearly, and a bunch of them are basically related. Okay. But my, and this might be related to, my <laughs> last problem is that I don't like to participate. Hmm. I am not, I'm not a participator. Like, I am the student that you don't really want Um, if someone's coming to observe you, right? Like, really? yes, like, in a... When I was in school, I didn't want to share my answers or anything. And it's not like my answers are wrong. I was a smart kid. My answers were correct, right? right. We we all know that to be true. My <laughs> answers were right, especially if it's a math class. Oh, I got the right answer. But I don't want to tell you. Mm. I don't want to share it. Yeah, I could see that. I I simply don't want to and I can't, right? You could can look at my notebook. You can see it's all there. But don't ask me to say anything out loud, right? 
And I'm never raising my hand. No, I'm not <laughs> raising my hand, babes. I'm not looking at you. I'm not making <laughs> eye contact. I'm making just the least amount of eye contact so that you don't even realize it, right? Like I am perfecting this craft of not getting called on. I'm yes. looking just enough and looking away enough and writing enough so that you don't want to call on me. Like that, that is you through and through. As me through and through. And so like I like and I knew the answers, right? I knew them. I just didn't want to share them. And same thing. Now in in meetings, I'm an adult at this point. I still don't want to participate. In that meeting I went to, did I tell you that they cold called on me in that Zoom mm-hmm. and I didn't respond? <laughs> Now you didn't respond. No, because I'm, I, who are you calling on me? I'm literally grown. Like, I'm absolutely not doing that. Like, do not cold call me in this Zoom PD. Like, it's actually still summer. Like, don't do that to me. Oh my goodness. Um, so I simply didn't respond. Okay. I didn't, I felt, and I, and I felt so bad about it. Right. Because it's like, I also am a teacher and on the other side of it. And if I'm going to call somebody and you don't respond, respond. no, because that's embarrassing. You shouldn't have cold called to begin with. You should have actually just let the dead air rest because that's what I did. Like, and that's funny. And and then like even in-person staff meetings with the staff that I have worked with for years, I still don't want to share and participate. (laughs) I still don't want to go around and say what my name is and what subject I teach at the beginning of the year. And even if 90% of the room literally knows who I am, we chat daily. I don't want to. I don't want to participate when we are sharing ideas and things. I don't want to. I don't like to. I don't know. I'm more. I like, (laughs) I just like to take it all in. You don't really want my thoughts and opinions anyway because you're not going to listen. So what's the point? Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> separately, that also makes it my problem when it's like a student's not really participating. I don't want to force them because I didn't want to do it either. Yes. Mm. But so it's like, I didn't, I wasn't the participator, but yet I still knew what was going on in things. And so it's like mm. finding the balance between like the kid that's not saying something because they don't know and the kid that's not saying something because like they're uncomfortable and don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually don't want to force them to do that. And sure, maybe it could be a, a character development or like a growth, but like having been that person, I know how awful it feels. And I don't yeah. want to put them through that. And I mean, but then, no kid wants to ever be cold called. I mean, no kid really ever wants to be cold called. But like some kids, like you get cold called, but you're a kid that can give you're an answer. Going to do it, yeah. But some kids, like the way the the fear, the sweat, the anxiety <laughs> that would feel within me when I got cold called, and like I'm literally like not being dramatic. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> like. The way in which I literally would want to like curl up and cry, like I never want to make a kid feel like that. So I'd be having to figure out who is playing games and who really is uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so like Are you a good predictor or like can you usually tell? Like I could usually tell you playing me, no, you actually are shaking your boots. Like I can usually tell because like I can like the way that a kid like speaks to me like one on one is is really how I can tell like like oh if you're whispering to me personally there's no way you're gonna say this answer to the class it's impossible nope um but then it's like you get an observation and then this kid's not participating and then it like looks bad on you but it's like Mm, mm, mm. it's a way for what for what again circling back to the rules why do they have to they don't you literally don't have to do anything you don't nope so that's no. my problem. My problem is I don't like to participate and therefore I don't actually want to force anybody to participate either. I get it. That was a good one too. Thank you. All right. My last one. 
this right here, this might be my biggest problem. I might say this is probably my biggest problem. It's your biggest problem? I think so. Okay. If I can do it by myself, I am. I will. It's handled. Okay. Is that really the biggest problem though? You're not saying this to the right person. You're not talking to the right person to think that this is a problem. For me? For me, like you talking to me saying if you could do it by yourself, you would do it. Oh, I Um, mean, yes, because you are too like this. So you understand. But like I'm saying out of these that I listed, this Mm -hmm. might be like number one, actually. Mm, Okay. 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 Close to me wanting to fix everything. That, yeah. Yeah. They like, they right there together. I can't tell. Yeah. (laughs) But this one, especially at work. Yeah. Oh, this one, when I tell you, if I can do it myself, I will get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Get out of the way and just let me work. Thank you. That's all I'm asking. If you're not going to help me, if you're not going to give me reasonable and meaningful solutions, yes. if you're not going to try and alleviate some of the actual stress and not try and like play me, because you try and act like a lot of the times in schools, you're doing me a favor by giving me a jeans pass. I was going to wear jeans anyway, because guess what? (laughs) Guess what? Stop trying to police what I'm wearing when I'm the only one in here doing my job. Don't sit here trying to talk about, oh, you have on jeans today and they're dressed up and look at homegirl down the hall who look like she rolled up in here in her pajamas. Clothes, the the clothes are not even ironed. Are the clothes even clean? (laughs) And no shade, no shade to anybody, but like that when there is, when the only problem you can come to me to say is Mm -hmm. you have on jeans and it's Thursday and jeans day is Friday, leave me alone. There are literally bigger fish to fry. Like there are bigger Because when I asked you for a pencil sharpener so that my kids could write, and y'all tried to act like I was asking for a billion dollars. And then I had to order my own pencil sharpener <laughs> off Amazon. Leave me alone. There, don't don't say anything else to me. So if it's a problem and I have to fix it by myself, if I could do it, if I can get the solution, I will. And I'm not going to say anything to you. I'm not going to rub it in your face. But I'm also not going to respect you. So don't think I'm going to follow your rules. Mm-hmm. No, you're not helping me. Why would I help you? Don't tell me to put on the um a show when people are coming to observe and all that Mm-mm, you didn't help me they gonna see exactly what happened up here every day i am not prepping anybody no mm-mm. yeah it's just like i understand because i too am the same way if if i could do it without asking for help i will just if, won't. if 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 i can do it if i can't do it without asking for help i'm still not asking okay I'm going to figure it out into the point where it's like, I'm going to leave this, but I'm going to come back to it. And then I'm going to have the answer. Just let me recharge for a minute. I might need um, to put it down for a week or two. But when I come back, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Like, if there's one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to make a way. I'm going to make a way. You better say that. That that right there is a word in and of itself. <laughs> I'm going to make a way, period, point blank, especially at work. Excuse me? Do you know who I am? I want to be the best. Yeah, I'm going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to figure it out. I have to. And it's not for any like recognition. No, this is all for me. Like I want to be the best at what I do so that I can feel good about what I'm doing, which is probably a bigger problem in and of itself. But that's for another day. Yeah, that could be that that, that one could be a problem (laughs) a little bit. Um. That's for another day. But like I take pride in the work I do, like being in all seriousness, I do. Mm-hmm. Like I put a lot of work and effort and thought into the things that I do and I want to produce good things and put good things out into the world. And so I'm always going to be my biggest critic. You don't have to tell me. I'm always 10 steps ahead of you. 
Like I'm, I'm figuring out all the problems that I know already exist. If you're telling me, I probably thought about it six years ago. Like I, <laughs> I know, known. and that is actually our joint problem. <laughs> Absolutely, we, we we both know this about each other. Um, That's all right. We're working through it. All right. The wrap up question to end this segment for this week. Let's talk about all the problems you have had. <laughs> and which ones you've actually fixed? What are some things that you can say? It doesn't have to be more than one. If you only can think of one, one is fine. Come on, <laughs> set the bar on the ground, please, okay. put the bar on the floor. <laughs> what are things or something that you can full heartedly say? Yes, I used to do this. I used to be like this. A problem, something that you have grown or changed. Um. So this, I feel like this is going to seem like inconsequential or like it doesn't matter or something. But when, when I was younger, um, mm. I just, I felt like the boring friend. Um, mm. I like, that was like my identity, like in my head. And I also like genuinely believe I like, that was my identity. Like I was the one that was just there. Like I was boring and I wasn't really like adding anything, mm-hmm. but I truly believe that I have like value to yeah. add to like spaces and like groups and like I genuinely like I be saying it as a jokey joke but I actually do think that I'm funny sometimes and that like I do have a personality and like things to say and yeah. I no longer think that I'm like the quote-unquote boring friend I am the friend that stays in the house but that does not mean <laughs> <laughs> that I am the like boring friend like Absolutely not. And if you were born, I wouldn't still be friends with you. So (laughs) take that for what it's worth. But in all honesty, I am glad that you now see your true value and worth because you are funny and you know you're funny because I'm not just saying that (laughs) because I'm always laughing, which if you know me, you know, I'm always laughing. I love to laugh. Always laughing. I'm always laughing. It's I mean, it's just who I am. I've always been like this. He he all day. That all I have time for is laughter. So it's no laughs involved. I don't I don't want to be around you. Ew. Live, why laugh, would I, <laughs> why would I want to be around you if I'm not laughing? <laughs> laughing is so fun. Um, but yes, you have so much to add, and I'm glad that you've worked through that. I mean, it's like still a bit of a work in progress, but like I mean, I, you know, sometimes it's always like that little thing all the way in the back of your head. Like, yeah. am I born? Because like I still like am like just remembering the kid that told me that I was born. Like mm-hmm. in the back, like first and last name is back there ingrained. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't have to share that later because I got some words for them. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then it's like, and in the people at work, they laugh at the stuff that I say, and they do just think that I'm ridiculous. But you know, what can you do? So, what is a problem that you think that you've worked through, or at least worked mostly through? Yeah, mostly because it's still it's still a work in progress for mm-hmm. sure. But it is a hundred percent much better than it used to be when I was. Younger, I had a very hard time vocalizing like how I felt to people about people and about things like I didn't ever want to speak up ever about anything. Kind of like you, like, don't I'm not raising my hand. Don't call me. I have nothing to say. You don't need to know. Like I was always so shy and quiet and really reserved. Mm -hmm. And the older that I've gotten, I feel like I found 
my voice in a lot of different spaces and a lot of different ways. And it's important and it needs to be heard. And yeah, there's still, of course, like areas where I could always get better with that. Mm -hmm. But overall, um, I think I can really say that I'm going to tell you exactly what's going on for the most part. And not saying that it might always be in the best way (laughs) because I'm working on that too. Mm -hmm. But I really am like trying to be more intentional about the way that I talk to people and the way that, you know, you just interact with people and there's a way to say everything. And I think I learned a lot of those lessons through children. Mm-hmm. They teach me so much. And I think that's because I pay attention a lot too. Yeah. Because a lot of teachers don't. And that's not because they're a bad teacher or anything. I think it's just a character, like a mm-hmm. character trait. I pay attention to a lot of things and I think about a lot of stuff. And so that has helped me just really be able to say, this is how I feel about this. And now what? Like, let's figure it out instead of running from stuff or feeling like I had to not be honest because I was scared about what this person would think or what they would say or how they would feel. Because in turn, who was worried about how I was feeling when I wasn't saying anything? So Yes. And I can 100% confirm this. Like, I have absolutely seen this growth from like since like meeting you until now um you have definitely evolved into a person who thinks and says things and uh believes in the things that they have to say uh but yes still working on it and i know that you are always because uh (laughs) i you you know we talk about this we talk about this so all the time little check-ins should i have said that was i wrong i could have said this in a better way huh i know Mm-hmm. Or being like, I don't have anything to add here. I can't talk about this thing. Or I have nothing to say. Right. Like, Deja, you literally have things to say. I have lots of things to say. My name is Deja <laughs> Bailey, and I have things to say. Always, always have lots of things to say. Do you want to hear them? Because going back to the first problem, <laughs> I have the ideas. Okay. The don't ideas, think I don't have babes. things to say. Baby, the ideas are here. Do you want to hear them or not? Right. So I do love this uh, development for you. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. And it's the reason that we're even doing this. Because you finally were like, I have a thing to say. I have things to say. We have things. The people have things to say. The teachers, we have things to say. And they need to be heard. And that is how this all came about. That was a very sentimental moment. All right. Pop culture segment bow, 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 bow. the horn got, got life the <laughs> horn got some <laughs> all right do you have a song of the week do i have a song of the week okay that's a great question um <laughs> every i just feel like i say the most <laughs> random songs by like random people that i barely even have heard of right oh my goodness the song that I'm going to say is Call It All Off by Annie DeRusso. Okay. I don't know who Annie DeRusso is, but this song came up on my um, Spotify like uh, release radar. And I, it's just like, like, I listen to the playlist and like I, I try, I pick the songs that I, that I enjoy. What's it called again? It's called Call It All Off by Annie DeRusso. 
Okay. And it's, I don't even know if I'm saying that girls. I don't even know if I'm saying their name right. I don't know who this is, right? But um, I don't know. I just kind of like it because I also would like the plans to be canceled. <laughs> I want you to call I it all be off. In the house. <laughs> I want you to call it all off, babes. I don't want to go anyway. So that is the song that I'm going to provide this week. Do you have a song? I do have a song of the week that is not Beyonce. Mm-hmm. That is spicing it up a bit. Mm-hmm. 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 So Ari Lennox has an album that is coming out tomorrow, September 9th. It is called Age Sex Location. And one of the singles from the album is called Hoodie. Mm-hmm. And I just love a good R&B song. I do. Mm-hmm. I love the vibe. I love something that's slow that I can just groove to. I do. I love that for you. If you have not heard it, you specifically. Because, Me. I mean, the people listening too. If you also have not heard it, you should give it a listen. She is super talented. I love her voice. I love her songs always. And yeah, I'm excited to get some new music from the girls. Any other music songs? Um... No, I haven't really been listening to anything like new or anything different than like just like turning on stuff that already exists to get me to work so I can scream in the car, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You gotta scream in the car before you get to work. You just have to. You do sometimes. TV. TV. Okay. The Resort, which is on Peacock, and it is uh, this... A, a mystery but it's also like a comedy mm-hmm. um and it stars william jackson harper who played chidi anagonye from the good place and oh i think her name is christina something that starts with the m or mm-hmm. actually i don't think it's christina but her first name starts with the c and i believe her second her last name starts with the m uh but she played the mother in how i met your mother and um she was also in that movie with andy sandberg prom springs and it's this couple, they go to a resort in uh, the Yucatan Peninsula somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, the, their, it's their 10th anniversary, but their relationship is kind of in a weird place. The wife ends up finding the phone of a, a kid, you know, I'm saying a kid, a 22-year-old that went missing like 15 years ago. And this like launches a whole series of events that is just kind of like unpredictable and just a really interesting journey to go on. And I had a lot of fun with it. Like the funny moments were really funny and some of them were like su- like pretty also kind of darkly funny. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy that type of stuff. <laughs> so um i would that sound say is so creepy and i enjoy that <laughs> well like a little bit of dark humor is kind of it's it's a it's a you know it's, it's a time vibe. it yeah. is it is i i also appreciate light humor i do but yes, you do the dark humor it's mm, it's a little it's, it's a little it twisted different. it does because it's like the levels to it really are got to peel them back to fully get it and i i enjoy that but okay. i would say that i have, you have started the resort so i will check back in because it was recommended by yours truly True. over here so i will check back in hopefully i will finish that soon how far did you get you watched through. one no i watched two or three okay so yes i do have a tv show i and you've also seen this and i don't know if grace finished it since she was recommending stuff (laughs) last week grace 
but I watched because I never texted her like I told her I was going to. Mm. Even Fake. though I texted you, yeah, Phony. but she wasn't she wasn't worried about it because she didn't text me about it neither. And I've talked to her since then, so oh. okay, she's not tripping over it. I watched a League of Their Own on Amazon Prime Video. Which do you want to do the TV person? Do you need? Do we need to give another synopsis, or was the synopsis? Good enough. You want to give a quick one? Um, sure, I can do a quick one. Um, Ali Their Own is uh, based off the movie of the same name from the '90s, and it is about the the like real life all American like girls baseball teams that sprung up during World War II, and it follows like one specific team, but then it also follows um, the one specific team, which is going to be uh, white, with the exception of a couple characters mm-hmm. who were cute. Or at least one of them was Cuban. Yeah. Um, and then there are two main-ish characters that are black, and we deal with like racism and segregation and things of that nature. But yeah, of that nature during the time. Yes. And I really enjoyed it. I think it was I was skeptical in the beginning Mm -hmm. because of the type of shows that I'm usually drawn towards, and that was not it. I know. But it was really it was a really good show. I think it was done really well. It kept me interested, which is very hard to do mm-hmm. if I'm not interested. Like yes. if I'm not deep <laughs> if I'm not deep in it, you you've lost me. It there's no hope for me to find it anywhere. It's just not there. But this it kept my attention. And I watched it pretty fast, I feel like. You did. Like after you like when you went back to it, you mm-hmm. really just stuck with it. Yeah, I finished it like that day. I yeah, started like at you, episode three and I just finished it. Like when you said, no, nah, that's not what I'm looking for. But you said, I'm going to turn it on anyway. And then next thing I know, you're done. Yep, that's how it happened. It wasn't what I was looking for, but it was what I found and what I needed. So I really enjoyed it. If I had to rate the show, mm-hmm. one to five or one to ten. I well, ten. Whatever your heart desires. I feel like if you're rating stuff on a scale of one to five, it's a movie or a food. That's okay. It. Okay. TV shows deserve ten. Okay. So if I had to rate it out of ten, I would give it a eight. Okay. I would. I would go higher. I would give it a nine. Okay. Maybe it's nineteen forty three, so I can't go higher. I'll give it a nine. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it was just really well done. Like I thought that it was well well written, well crafted. I thought that there were moments. There were so many moments of light that were like funny. Um, without it just being fully jokes. Um. There was heart to it. Like, it was just, it was just well done. No complaints, except for the fact that it was 1943. So there's complaints there. Yeah. Because the world wasn't a, uh, it wasn't great to, to, to a lot of people back then. No. I mean, still not, but. No, we, we haven't gotten much further. <laughs> well, but, what can you do? <laughs> but yes. Um, okay. So I know. Okay. All right. Any other TV things you want to talk about or can we move to movies? And did you watch any? Um, well, just the Emmys are coming up and this is going to come out after the Emmys have happened. But I was looking forward to them. I don't know. I just like them. I just like I just like TV and I like all the things about it. And so I just I just want to know. Anything you're predicting, expecting, wanting to see go home to? Anybody well, specifically? Well, specifically, I would love to see um, Abbott Elementary take literally Absolutely. anything. Any and like, everything. Would love for it to take everything. My hope is that it takes at least something. And um, yes. would truly love for it to be Cheryl Lee Ralph. Oh, give, give the woman her flowers. She deserves it all. And, and um, so does that show. And 
there are not enough good things in the world that I can say about Abbott Elementary. I know the other day you asked me about my state. Well, you didn't ask me. We were discussing we were, we were talking our favorite TV shows. Yes. And although Abbott Elementary, how did I say that like that? Oh, like no. My lips got stuck <laughs> together. Like I had a lip gloss on. Abbott Elementary, I feel like eventually will make it into my top because it was so good for that first season. Like mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been that good. And I'm not a comedy girl. And every week it had me rewatching episodes of comedy. Mm-hmm. It was just so good. So it was good. I'm I definitely cried. not watching the Emmys. I know you're not. But <laughs> you'll see the updates. So I will definitely see the updates. And if they win, you'll give me the update right away. So that's true. Um, but yeah, so looking forward to that. And then I'm also just like fall is like upon us mm. basically and so best time, for, best time for television to come <laughs> back so there are many things many new things many things coming back that i'm genuinely like excited to see and want to see and any new recommendations time in the world um maybe recommendations i don't know right or things you think that i might be interested in even if it's just one that you might be interested in you can give me one that you think i might be interested in and one that maybe you are like most excited about something that's coming well i don't know if this would be surprising to you but i genuinely wrote down a list of all of all of the things coming upcoming i'm not surprised I would like to see because even though organization was the problem, I, I was just about to say, people, do y'all hear how she can be organized with TV? Do y'all hear how she can be organized with TV? That's wild. After we just sat here and you said you're unorganized, but you have a list of things you're excited that are coming because it's TV related. Not too much, but just enough. It's absolutely ridiculous. But Mm -hmm. even within the organization, there is still like a bit of like, yeah, a bit of chaos because like the list and the things exist in multiple places, right? You know, never really know. So this ties into the fact that spooky season is coming up Mm -hmm. and um, there is a show called The Midnight Club that is going to be on Netflix. And the reason that I'm excited about this show is that Mike Flanagan is behind it. Mike Flanagan um, did Haunting of Hill House, Haunting mm. of Bly Manor, okay. Midnight Mass, that movie Hush, mm. many, many, also many other like thriller okay. movies. And so I kind of just trust him in this genre. And I am really looking forward to seeing like what that's going to bring. I actually don't know what the synopsis is. And I don't, okay. I don't know. And I don't care because I, I am going to, you don't care. I literally don't. I am going to tune in. And um, just be accepting of whatever journey that it takes me on. Okay. That's, I love a good thriller also. So I will keep an eye out for that. Okay. Well, did you watch any movies? I did watch a movie. You did? What was it? I watched Honk for Jesus. Uh-huh. Because, well, my mama told me to. Right. That's why I watched it, honestly. Mm-hmm. And also, Sterling K. Brown and Regina Hall. Yeah. What's well, not? Why would you say no? Why would you say no? So, I did not enjoy it. Let's... Okay. Not in the way that I thought I would enjoy it. It wasn't the worst thing I ever saw. Mm-hmm. It definitely was not the best. It had nothing to do with their acting ability. I still love them as actors. It just wasn't my vibe. Okay. And I feel like I got scammed. (laughs) 
because and Ma, when you hear this, yes, I'm talking about you once again because she was mad that we talked about her in the oh, uniform episode. Did you get a text? Because I got me. a text. Oh, yeah. she texted me. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. told her she was going to be all right. But I feel like I got scammed because she still haven't watched it. But and she like, hasn't? No, she told me she was going to watch it the other day. I'm like, I watched this because you told me to watch it because you were about to watch it and you still haven't watched it. Wow. Hopefully she'll be able to watch it by the time the episode comes out. So are you saying that I shouldn't watch it? No, I definitely want you to watch it. Okay. Because I need to talk to you about it. Okay. So I understand. Watch it. It's it's quick. Don't worry. I just wish it was a little better writing. Okay. Like everything that uh, that happened, I just wanted it to like go a little like one step further. And I'm like, oh, that might have actually like that joke might have really hit or that would have mm. been really. And it was just you just fell a little short every time. Okay. Okay. But overall, I think I said I would give it a six. Okay. Six and a half. <laughs> and those points might be because I really love the people in it. I the don't people. Know. You know, that, that'll, that will do it sometimes. That'll do it. So, yeah. Did you watch okay. a movie? Um, no, I have not watched uh, any movies. Okay. I was really on that, like, push to get through a bunch of TV before I had to go back to work. Oh, yeah. Um, the other so. TV list that was in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, the other TV list that was like just randomly on top of a bunch of other crap that's also written in the book. But uh, yeah, so I haven't watched any movies, but I said it before and I'll say it again. I'm still not when Don't Worry Darling comes out. I am going to watch it. <laughs> I just have to know. I have to know if the movie's even good. I have to know. I know the movie's not good. Can't I just know that it. good. But intrigued. I just, I just. And I'm just still so intrigued by everything going on. You know, like I shouldn't be, but like, it's just this like. This drama is definitely going to be better than the movie. It's just that, like, it's something that does not concern me, like, at all. Has <laughs> zero weight, like, on my life. It is absolutely the perfect drama to be invested in because it means nothing. It's just fun. Nothing It's at just all. fun. I'm just hearing y'all business. Uh, exactly. Here. I'm just hanging out. Like. <laughs> You let me in. I'm. I walked in. Like there's so much. There's just so much. Like y'all let so much. Y'all let so much out. It's just so many layers, levels, and people. And then it's like I'm trying to figure out if it's all a marketing scheme. Like that's if it the is, biggest question. It I is need absolutely to know. genius. genius. Like, either way, it's kind of genius. I don't know. I agree. Did you read a book? This. Uh, have you read anything recently? I have not finished any books. I have read chapters mm-hmm. in making progress in books. So I'm actually going to highlight two different things. One that I actually included in here for school started back. Great, great old grad school is back in session and this lovely host is in attendance. And so... I have been doing readings for school, of course. Mm-hmm. The The book that I'm currently in a class about um, the analysis of teacher behavior. Okay. And we just started this book called Qualities of Effective Teachers by James Strong. This is only in chapter two of the book, but it was talking about professional knowledge. And towards the end of the chapter, one thing that I thought was really interesting because of some research and a project that I did last semester about alternative certification and we were comparing I took a comparative studies course kind of where we compared like education in America and like so many other different countries we learned about like their practices and protocols and how everything functions 
And we talked about alternative education in Alberta, Canada versus here in America and specifically in Texas. And this chapter was talking about a little bit how teacher education programs are evolving kind of to mimic more of like longer mentorship programs. And so that kind of made me think about what we were talking about a few weeks ago with Taylor and Adriana. Mm -hmm. And what they were saying was the student teaching that we did and that, you know, is typical now, they're trying to extend that in more programs where it's a whole year like mentorship program Mm -hmm. that you would do and you would have like a teacher during that whole time and you're learning but also getting paid and this is something that from taking that class last semester and the research that we've done is something that is happening in so many other places where like education is number one or oh, better yeah. than America. Got it. Which is not that difficult, but it's not, you know. it's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard to get up from here. Exactly. And so some of the countries that we studied last year, like the main ones were Singapore, Finland, Canada. I can't think there were five of them. I'm drawing a blank on two. But Singapore and Finland for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other one was in Australia. I can't remember where. But Singapore and Finland, like the way that they treat their teachers, chef's kiss. Like everything is just taken so much more serious. And so I thought that was really interesting since we were talking about it. And I would love to see teacher education programs pivot in that direction. I think that would be very powerful. Also thinking about compensating people for that time that they are studying because you are still learning, but like working. Yeah, yeah, like literally. (laughs) Very important. Like literally teaching these classes. Yes. Um, And then the other book that I am still reading, which I brought up a while ago, Trust Your Vibes by Sonia Choquette. I hope that I'm saying her name right every time I say it. (laughs) The one of the lessons, there's like secrets, um, allegedly, that's what they're called, like secret number of this. And the one of the secrets that I read the other day in the book was for every problem, there is a solution. And oh, here you go. <laughs> it's just so fitting. And the day that I read that specifically, mm-hmm. like I was having some many, but like important and like, I need to figure this out kind of problems. Like it's small yeah. in the grand scheme of things. And you know, cause we were on the phone and talking about it, but it's like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to fix these problems for things. And then the solution just came. Like right. I literally had to do nothing but show up somewhere and the solution came to me. And so that kind of ties with the go with the flow lesson that I also learned from this book. Like when you just go through life, mm-hmm. things just fix themselves. And it did. And I think that is a good lesson to learn. And her main point in the whole thing was it's not always about like stopping and having to reprogram and all this. It's more so just about like a pivot. You just have to usually make a small pivot or change the direction or, you know, re- it's not always this big, huge solution that you have to draft and think of and things like that. So yeah, that um that was a good little lesson for me for to read that morning and then for it to like slap me in the face mm-hmm. hours later. I needed <laughs> that. So that's what I've been reading. Hopefully next week I will I don't know if I'm gonna have a children's book because I actually just bought a book that I'm about to start reading with my sister. Mm-hmm. And it's not a children's book. So maybe I'll try and come with two next week. But I have a feeling I'm going to know what the book will be next week because we're going to start reading together. Okay. Any 
afternoon announcements before we get out of here. More like evening announcements. <laughs> evening announcements. Oh the, my god! The afternoon announcements. Thinking before about how I out. really thinking about how I had to do morning announcements. Like not you giving me flashbacks <laughs> from the war, bro. Like <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, any afternoon announcements? Like no, honestly, school just started. <laughs> Sending good vibes for <laughs> your day tomorrow, and just. Let's just say the rest of the month of September. I hope yeah. that because come Monday you're gonna need that again too. So I'm gonna send, I'm gonna send need Tyler all y'all's good vibes, prayers, thoughts, whatever you're gonna send. Just, only if it's good. Only if it's good. Like don't don't do me dirty. Like, <laughs> like there's enough please. working against me. I Honestly, like you already heard, I'm fighting enough battles every day as it is. Like please, the organizations take her out. <laughs> that the organization the procrastination the the fact Ooh. that i don't want to follow not a single rule but i'm gonna follow every single one of them for the most part like it's just it's just too Chaos. much it's conflicting ideas i am a walking contradiction that's all right though i say okay we're working on it yeah well um, i have one announcement mm-hmm. um we would like to do something fun for spooky season. Spooky season being the month of October. Oh, yeah. I forgot that we wanted to do this. <laughs> um, that's all right. Because I put it you in there. You Because I'm organized. Put it in a love song. <laughs> for spooky season, we would like to hear your teaching horror stories. Horror could be your definition. Yeah, it can mean anything to you, right? This could be something that happened in your classroom, something that happened with another staff, something that happened with an admin, something that it could be something you overheard, honestly. Right. Like just anything that like is like, ooh, that's horrific. That is horrific. And you are willing to share with us. It can, well, I won't say can, it will be completely anonymous. Please send your um, contributions to carpettimeconfessions at gmail.com or feel free to DM at carpettimeconfessions on Instagram. If you send an email to carpettimeconfessions at gmail.com in the subject, just put horror story and that will make it a lot easier for me to be able to know right away to keep all of those organized okay <laughs> organization um so that we can share them with you it will be completely anonymous i don't care whose stories you're sending in i won't even know if they're yours true just send the stories we want to hear all horror stories from you share some of the wildest things that have happened to you or in your classroom schools all that jazz anything else um no just if you like what you're hearing please make sure you rate and review um but again only if you like it and it's five stars not accepting negativity or criticisms at this moment um probably never honestly (laughs) Uh (laughs) just keep it positive you know positive vibes only yes thank you for coming back listening every week thank you to all the people that share and support it never goes unnoticed and we are very very grateful and yeah that's it for me that's it for you we will see y'all next week make sure you join us on the carpet bye